Hey everybody, welcome back to another bonus episode of the show. As always, I appreciate you tuning in. So this time we're going to start things off with Young and the Restless. So starting off in the land of Genoa City, I do not like that Lily and Billy slept together. I love the actors, both Jason and Crystal, so don't get me wrong here. It's just not the pairing that I want, and it's not the pairing that they first offered us, you know? And it's just like, why? I want new stories, not old pairings. Why? They tease us very heavily, Amanda and Billy, just to abruptly shift. And before I continue on, as always, just remember that I am voicing these thoughts in the order of the episodes as I've seen them. Cool. So moving forward, if you like order, even pacing, fulfilling, refreshing things, and things that make sense in your life, don't tell Amelie fans to get over it. That's all they're asking for, for things to be in order, even pacing, fulfilling, refreshing, and make sense as what has been seen and brought to us. So there's that. So Chatham, the Chatham fan in me will always stand them, but in real life me, who wants, you know, healthy relationships and interactions. It's like, girl, run, like, in the opposite direction or make him work harder. I just feel like she took Adam back way too easily. I am interested a little bit in seeing where this illness storyline with Chelsea goes because she was passing out and having headaches too often, so I knew something had to be up. And before I forget, no shade, all honesty, I was not here for Abby's wedding being the 12,000th episode focus like they spent what five or six days on the wedding and for what it should have been half an hour at best and you know let me tell you again this is no shade whatsoever to the actress again me and Melissa went to the same college so at different times of course but we went to the same college and so I'm always gonna rep her but I just don't feel like that should have been the 12,000th episode of the show and yeah, I mean, I prefer her real life husband, um, but this just didn't need all that screen time. It chewed major, major scenery for me, you know, but the wedding, no matter how wholesome or cute the flashbacks were, it's not a pinnacle episode or storyline. It should have been something, you know, that would have been seen as a classic, a major fiery soapy episode. It's something that I won't remember next month. I promise you. So regarding Billy, I am so tired. I'm sorry, not Billy. I just linked them again in my mind. Anyway, I'm talking about Amanda. I'm so tired of people trying her like she's not skilled. Like, yes, she has a specialty, but she does have training in criminal law. She also has a zero loss record, reputation, whatever you want to call it. And she had a bond with Billy. If she didn't feel confident, she wouldn't do it. So Jill, no shade, just honestly, have a seat. And to those, you know, who watch the show and question it all, I ask to you, when on a soap opera has anything made 100% sense? I mean, and even with this soap opera right now, outside of that, a lot of things are not making sense. That's the case with most of the show right now. So I just understand why that one was so questioned so heavily and you know, people were so happy that he fired Amanda, but whatever. So let's also really quick talk about reality because I want to touch on why Billy fired Amanda. And I want to talk about it because what you saw, you know, Michael pressuring for a plea deal and Amanda presenting it, 
This is reality, especially for black and brown defendants. They're often pressured into plea deals when they actually may be innocent due to, you know, lack of education, feeling there's no other way, wanting to get back to their families as soon as possible, lack of money, resources, and DAs and attorneys with no moral code. So that's just speaking to reality. Look into it if you want to know more and educate yourself. But I'm going to move on and jump back into the soap that we love so much. So once Billy was arrested, I figured that the scenes he would have with Amanda would just be relegated to just lawyer talk. And it's like they aren't even friends any, anymore. Like at this point, they're just somewhat cool co-workers. The energy, the tone, all of it is different. And I just dislike it a lot. And I'll leave that there. I hate Jordan, you know, the girl that's influencing Faith and that influence that she has. I'm ready for the storyline to his, like, you know, climax and then wrap up. And I want to say it was weird, the whole call and voicemail that Chelsea left Chloe and the chat that Chloe was having with Kevin. I'm pretty sure they both knew the relationship was over or the friendship was over and that ended weeks ago with that whole ultimatum. So everybody said their peace already. It's over, you know, stop dragging things. I will say, and I think I've said it before, I'm too late, but it just feels so fast for them to start dating, especially with the conflicted feelings and love that she expressed for Devon not too long ago. And so, like, again, with that, her flip, like, I hate it. It's just weird. It's, again, when I was speaking earlier to things on the show that don't make sense, you know, outside of the whole Amanda being Billy's lawyer thing, this is what I'm talking about. Like, she just flips so fast. She's now, like, super unfazed by Devon. And after one chat with Lola, she's all about Nate. Like, it makes no sense. It feels rushed. And like most stuff on the show, I want more or better, rather. And I, you know, for them getting together and them as a couple. But I will say, I do love Lola's support. And I love this budding friendship. So keep them as roommates. Keep them as friends. I like those things in relation, like on, you know, shows and real life, too. I dislike that Devon saw Elena and Nate and then wanted to have a dinner date with Amanda. It's just wrong for her to be used. And I hate right now that she's kind of like not truly desired by anybody. Like that sucks. And again, as said before, I also don't like the ice queen thing with Victoria. Like she like her plan that she initially laid out against Phyllis. Like, wow, was just my literal reaction. Newsflash, women can be bosses and soft individuals at the same time. They can have internal issues like the daddy issues Victoria has going on and need to work through them, but still be warm. Like the term with her is just unnecessary and I hate it. And then Adam saying to Victor, as far as he's concerned, they have no connection. Oh, but sir, you most certainly used your name and that connection and the privilege it brings to get Chelsea to the doctor sooner. So, but honestly, right now, Adam is also coming across as heartless. Victor's been chill and he's been doing so much outreach and they both have done enough to call it even and move forward. You know, black sheep Adam is so tired and I'm over it. You know, unite him with the family for, you know, at least a year. Do something new in all capital letters. But another thing that I'm tired and I'm not here for, Billy dismissing and brushing off Amanda. He acts like she's nothing now. Like, writers, what is going on? Anyway, there was a cute, cute I'm sorry, cute sibling scene between Lola and Ray. But uh, yeah, I'm the older one, so I'm the one that teases my younger sibling. But that's a wrap on my thoughts for Young and the Restless, and now I'm about to shift to GH. All right, so switching to GH. 
the Michael and Corinthos praise, like, it has been so heaped on and it's old. I like the mob, you know, I don't have a problem with most of the characters involved or actors involved and things of that nature. But come on, y'all. Like, especially with Michael, it's piled on. He is not the second coming of Jesus. And he's like, you know, his last 100% real chemistry was with Abby, you know, the dancer. But I will say that Sasha is the best he's had since. But, oh, and add Willow, too. Like, I like her, but stop acting like she's the best thing to ever grace this earth. Like, it's annoying. It's tiring. So, I do not have kind words for Peter or the storyline, so I will leave it at this. The fans, for the larger part, don't want it. Stop forcing him down our throats with no impact. I fast forward every single scene. Listen to your audience. They, not behind the scenes relationships, keep you in business. It's, you know, chipping away at screen time that could be used more thoughtfully, and I'll stop there. James Patrick Stewart has such a knack for comedic timing. I'm sorry, comedic timing. When he said to Anna, you know, I think they let Dante go a little too early. The way he delivered it, and I cannot mimic it well at all, the way he delivered it was just gold. But back to Michael. One pairing I did secretly want for him is Maxie and Michael. That can still happen if they remove him who shall not be named again. Put Chase and Willow back together. Sasha can go with Brando or Dante. And, you know, I just want to say I don't like the angst between the quad and all this never should have happened, you know, and I hate Chase and Sasha looking like beggars. They destroyed what was such a cute little friendship gang. Like, I hate that. So one thing on GH right now that's piquing my interest besides Neva is that Martin Gray and Cyrus Renault are brothers. They are finally doing something with Martin Gray. So I'm excited about it. Sam wearing out with Jason. Understandable, but too late. You know, you have at least a decade of history with him. You were shot by Manny because of him. You knew the risk. You dated Sonny. You were pregnant by him, you know? And then you knew the risk because you went out of your mind targeting Sonny a couple of years ago because of your fears, illness or not. So why act so brand new? You know, she's talking about the dreams and the illusions. Honey, those should have faded and been shattered long ago. The lies should have been revealed a long time ago. And then you even put Scout in his orbit, you know, and they're all still attached to Jason through DNA and sentimental ties now. So, I mean, they're still going to be in danger regardless. There's still a weakness for Jason regardless. I feel nothing for this moment, but I hope it sticks. And it's sad because like I usually in the past, if you would have said that to me, like what, seven years ago, I would be like, no, I would never say that. But I'm just not a J-Sam stan anymore. It's not the same. Their relationship isn't the same. The chemistry isn't the same. She can go be with someone else on canvas. And I'm a fan, a Sam fan, by the way. So even through the, you know, through the lulls, I'm a Sam fan. But I can say that I am, I'm interested in Jason and Britt, for sure. Um, In the Elizabeth and Sam scene, it reminded me of their history and just how so far they've come. And it was sweet. I just realized that, you know, Sam... She's fought everybody verbally and physically that was tied to Jason. So both Elizabeth and Carly back in the day, you know, all the prominent women from his life. So just a random thought I had, but I'm proud of the progress they've made. And I like that Elizabeth said, you know, I won't be the first person you call, but I hope to be the second. It was cute. So that scene when Jason and Sonny were in the car and Jason hit his hand on the wheel. Listen, that scene was comical. Um... I had a giggle. That scene did not come off as intense as they wanted it to. 
Um, but yeah, I'm also not here from it on his side. The tears, the words, why can't you? Why couldn't you? Why won't you just walk away? You don't love yourself, Jason, or your family enough and never have. So spare me, sir. Um, and like I said, Neva picked my interest. I love Nicholas and Ava together. They're my favorite thing. And I just hope that Nicholas is on the up and up. Ripping up that post snub to me, it just made me a little, you know, on edge and a little nervous. Um, but I do notice when that Ryan scene, there is a darker turn to Nicholas coming. So I don't know. This whole Dante, though, I want to speak on it. This whole Dante being a stranger to Rocco doesn't make sense. He wasn't gone that long. And then when they last interacted, you know, Rocco was at a stable age where he would remember and still love his dad. Charlotte was separated from her papa at a time, you know, with Claudette and her love and memories of her papa, a.k.a. Valentine, never wavered. So it doesn't make sense. Come on, writers. I'm glad that doctor is dead. You know, the one that was interacting Dr. Kurt with Liesl. He was just clearly misogynistic, and we already knew he was downright disgusting. Manipulating mental health is disgusting. Forcing yourself on a woman that you recognize doesn't want you, verbalizes doesn't want you, is disgusting and assault. He was toxic. Um, but yeah, with the pen clicker dead, what's next for Franco? And that wraps up my thoughts on the soap operas, both Young and the Restless and General Hospital. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back soon. Y'all enjoy your Sunday. Have a great week.